that's where we're going. Back in your lives, in your ears, and in your face. Welcome to another episode of Papa G's House. I think it's episode 94. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. It's great to have you back. Uh, it's been a very cold week for me. I'm absolutely frozen. I don't know. I think today, for me, may have been the coldest day of the year so far. Um, I'm absolutely frozen, but uh, these lovely lights are keeping me warm for the minute. But, um, yeah, it's it's... It is so cold in Cape Town. I, dude, I cannot explain to you. I'm I'm absolutely frozen. But anyway, we, we got a good show lined up today. We've got a, a new segment to introduce and all that kind of jazz. But as I said in the little blurb in the beginning there, is that um, we are not going to be doing the live show going forward. Well, at least for now. We will do some live shows every now and again when we feel it's appropriate. But um, we just feel like we need to have a little bit more control, you know, when, when it comes to connection issues, when it comes to, you know, um, internet and, uh, you know, uh, hardware issues and cameras and, and all that kind of jazz. As well as when we're speaking to guests, uh, we have a little bit more control on audio levels and all that kind of jazz. So we can bring you a better podcast at the end of the day because um i feel like also the live thing has made me a little bit a little bit complacent you know because i can just you know sit down and and talk shit for an hour every thursday where i could be doing a lot more and uh so what we're going to bring you from next week is is hopefully a little bit of a better product you know at the end of the day because we are always striving to improve that's the name of the game and and you know everybody has goals and when you reach certain goals you've got to set new goals so the next goal is to to bring you the best podcast we possibly can um maybe we haven't quite decided yet because obviously we the audience that was first you know introduced to Papa Jesus was mainly the the alternative underground metal hardcore I don't know what the scene and as things have you know, um, kind of progressed and pandemic related and the Zoom interviews and taking the personal thing away, I've kind of feel like I've lost a little bit of a connection. I mean, obviously I have my own band that I'm in that I haven't played uh, with in so long. Well, not 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 so long, it, we, we, but it was, you know, when, when you get together, you don't want to feel like you holding any anxiety because you're going to catch something basically so you know it's it, i just feel a little bit of a disconnect so we've gone more towards the sports and trying to introduce new segments like beer of the week and then we go into a prohibition <laughs> you know so basically um i just think it's it's going to be fun and we're going to be able to uh, record whenever we want we may even bring more episodes in a week um because of the content we want to push out myself and art are both dedicated to this uh to this cause and then we we've been throwing ideas around there and then i think you know every step is a step in the right direction as far as i'm concerned and as we say that the man that used to be in the chat you know when i started this whole live chat thing in locked in lockdown when it first happened in march 2020 um basically in my number one supporter who is now my producer the man that used to be in the chat the man who is now on the controls my trusty producer arthur Carlos Diego Pereira the third with a fresh one week <laughs> grown in fade looking fa fa fresh my man how's it going yeah it's not looking too bad Damn, it's not looking too dude, bad and, I mean. the, and with the glasses and and all that she son yeah 
I'll have, tell you if what. You, if you had DMs, they would be full. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, we got to get you an Instagram account to, to, to at least promote the pod a little bit. Come on, man. I love you being the producer. But come on, let's get let's let's get art back on social media. Let's go. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah, okay. I tried. I tried. Well, uh, it'll be it'll yeah no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's we'll all see. good. How's your week been, bro? Besides the cold, which has been very cold. Dude, it's um, it's been the, you know it's it's just become I've become so used to doing what I'm doing. Just I. My office is the studio. I work from the office. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then I do my da- daily chores. And it's just the same old thing over and over again. And then I have a couple of glasses of wine. And then I video call everybody. But other than that, it's it's been a relatively quiet week with some cool things for work that happened. Like, every, you know, when everything falls into place and then you feel like you didn't have to really do much work. That's kind of my, how my week's yep. been, you know. So it's been good. How's your week been? Well, um, I had a day off work today, which was good. You got your your first jab, right? Yes, I, I, I went to uh, Alexandra Hospital to go mm-hmm. get my jab. Um, and I tell you what, um, taking big ass headphones with you to stand in queue with your headphones on is Good the idea. best way to prevent any conversation with these people. <laughs> I, I took so, my headphones and I, and I actually left them in my pocket. I took just my, my earbuds, but I, I had it? the idea, but then I never ended, ended up needing it. I had anyway, these on. carry on. To, oh, really? I had these, I had these <laughs> that, on with my coil a, cord. That is a caution sign saying, don't talk to me. Yeah, exactly. I didn't want to have conversation. I think this old guy was talking to me, saying the weather was coming in, and but I couldn't hear him. And you're like, what? So I was, I was just like, okay. ah, I think we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I had the jab. It felt like the guy took a running start to ram that needle in my arm. It's uh, really? I hate needles, man. I hate needles. Sometimes, sometimes they do that just to give you a skirk from the actual like the prick, so that they'll they'll like hit you. At the same yeah, time, I mean, so you he, he was it was nice, it was gentle, but um, I had to like look away, and I was like, "This maybe, I, maybe I tensed my arm. I don't know, but I, I, I can't stand that feeling of the needle just breaking the skin." Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then it, it feels like it it pulls on the skin as it goes in, and, it's and just then like, you feel like it's going like this, like fluid in your uh, in your muscles. Uh, yeah, no, no I understand it. I don't I don't get freaked out for uh injections so to speak but I do not like I mean even injections in my mouth I don't mind it's the drilling uh. that kills me and I I don't know why I've got such like powerful nerves in my mouth that anytime I go to a dentist the the last time I went to the dentist mm-hmm. she injected me maybe about 9 times and and I still could feel every single thing she was doing, and it felt like it was my eye. <laughs> yeah. So you don't have? Do you have another? Do you don't have a sore arm now at at all or anything like that? Uh, I don't feel any effects. Anything I feel is where the needle went in. Okay. That, okay. But I think that's because, like I said, I, I probably tensed up as he shoved it in there. You know, but yeah, like the ideal yeah, thing sure. is to relax. But I was like, and then he goes, and that I mean. Like, that's there, it's sort of a touch, but whatever. 
Well, I mean, otherwise you, I'm fine. I mean, you know, my little cringe story that when I went there, I asked them to, I asked the lady, I said, do you mind if I, you know, I see everybody doing it. Do you mind if I take a photo while you do it? So she was like, yeah, no problem. Take, take a photo. So as I was taking a photo, the minute she jazzed me, I started going like this. <laughs> My head started shaking. So I couldn't actually get a proper proper pick and I almost actually dropped my phone. It's just that, you know, adrenaline rush that, you know, you're getting stabbed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I didn't even think about taking a picture. Didn't really care. But um, there, there, was an, there was another thing that happened this week, which I thought was quite cheeky in okay. the ongoing scenario of me purchasing this place. That okay. um, the agent sends me a message and he goes like, "Hi, Arthur, um, would you would you be keen on taking early residence on on the property?" And I'm like, mm-hmm. and I immediately sent him back saying like, um, "Doesn't the deeds office have to know about that?" Mm-hmm. And he goes like. Uh, no, 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 it's it's fine. It's like all you have to do is just pay the pro rata rent of twelve thousand a month until the place is yours. So I went that like, so right. I must rent from the guy before it's mine. And he goes yeah. like, yeah. So I'm like, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, no. That guy who's selling it is, I reckon he's is shitting himself because because it's taking so long for the deeds office to get um, everything uh, finalized for the transfer that um, he's still paying whatever he's paying for that property. And he's probably bought another property. So he's trying to figure out ways to, you know, offload that expense yeah, that just and try to strange. pass it on to me. It's like, why would I, you try and rent to the new owner? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's that like, just, I, I su- it sounds odd. Besides with you, early... but uh, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, but why not just offer you early re- residency just to get in there, you know? Nah. Uh, as far I've as the lawyers know, I've never heard of people renting their house before. Yeah, I know. It. So I thought that was quite weird, and I was I like, uh, test "I'm not desperate." Before you buy it, but you bought it already. <laughs> you want to rent it? it doesn't make no sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I reckon this guy is trying anything he can to recuperate any cost that he's losing on the delay of this transfer. Yeah. But you know, shit happens. Yeah, for sure. It's not my problem. Sure. Do you see that bastard. everything? Um, so, so I mean, at the end of the day, to to wrap up the vaccination thing, was it easy? Was it quick? Uh, did you have no issues in and out? Boom, I, bang, bang. I got there um, about uh, twenty five to eight in the morning. Mm-hmm. They opened up at eight. I was out of there nine forty five. Oh, and that easy, includes the easy. fifteen minute waiting period after you get stuck in did you arm. wait did you wait yeah they make you wait they, they didn't make me wait but after five minutes i got bored and left and then i got a bit lightheaded looking for my car <laughs> maybe you should have waited yeah maybe maybe but i was also dude i needed a pee i hadn't eaten i went on an empty stomach i was an absolute idiot because if i set my if i set my sights on something Mm-hmm. And I'm adamant and and I have um a resolute attitude towards it. There's nothing's gonna stop me. Nothing is gonna stop me. And I heard my friend so we registered and I told you the whole story last week. I'm not gonna repeat mm-hmm. it. Fuck it. Um so basically and also we haven't had a beer of the week for two weeks. 
Yeah. Um, so annoying, but I've got a beer. Where did you get that from? I don't know. The black market. I don't know. Oh, I, I know. Just, you found it. It was in I the back of your fridge. fridge. Yeah, yes. you found it in your fridge. Okay, cool. <laughs> exactly. But found it's a striped it. horse. And it is oh, okay. very good. It is um, quite possibly a, a good... F- it was a great way to be introduced because it is delicious. You've and never had striped light. horse before? No, never had it. What? Yeah, it's great. I love it. I, I'm, so, I mean, I'm, we're going to do a beer of the week. We'll include it. I will only do beer of the week when you have the same beer with you. Yeah. So we've got to add but, the score. So, so you're telling me that you've never gone to Striped Horse in Musenberg or in town? No. Do they? Oh, is this local? Yes. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't know that. It's delicious. <laughs> it's like... That's nice. It's light. It's... um crispy especially when it's bitterly cold like in a very coming from a very cold fridge the mm-hmm. size of the bottle is just like right down my alley 660 mm-hmm. mils i think it is mm-hmm. and um oh my word huge huge fan so if they're local <laughs> we must get them on the podcast and we can talk to them about it and don't oh isn't there a, stri- a striped horse bar in like musenberg that they yes. do like live music and stuff is it the same thing Yep. Oh wow! I didn't even know that. That's crazy. That's the place where where Kevin always um, performs. Yep. Yep. Why and do that, I feel like I've been living under a rock for the last ten years? I don't know what to tell you, man. But how uh, long have they been around on the market? They've been around for a while, and um, that place is where I shot that video for Eric Code that had yes. uh, Anton and Carolyn in. I shot oh, that's. Wow. That was the venue, and they even had striped horse <laughs> in the in the frame. Wow! Well, I must say, it is a delicious beer. It's light, it's crispy, mm-hmm. it doesn't have a nasty, crafty aftertaste. Um, it's a it's a healthy portion. Yes. And um, dude, it's Hockey. so far beer. It's the the beer of the week. The beer of the week. It's yes. the beer of the beer of the weeks so far. Yes, well, the beer of the last far in the lead. I think I'm going to give it a four out of five, but we we will give it an official four out of five on the my cubic scale when when we return to the studio. Because I mean, listen, man, I know we've done three lockdown edition episodes. It's not. It's way more fun when we are in the room together, dude. I uh, did this lockdown. Ep- this lockdown edition sucks. <laughs> we are just following the rules. We are hey. just following the rules. We just we're we trying been... to set a good example. Uh, you know, people. it might not be the biggest platform, but it is a platform. And we're trying to, you know, encourage what 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 they're trying to tell us to do, yeah, <laughs> even though yeah, it's yeah. super frustrating. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, I'm looking forward to 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 getting back in studio. And, and you know, I can't wait to be double vaxxed, bro. It's almost like double vaxxed. Well, uh, since I went today, uh, you, you have to get it in 42 days time. Yeah, it's, I'm booked. I, 26 of August. 2nd of September for me. Boom. Boom. First week of September. Boom. Double vax, baby. Mm, yeah. But do you have to give it some time before you can re-assimilate in Two with weeks. other people? Two weeks. Two weeks. Okay. Two so weeks. then 2nd. Uh, but remember, the vaccine doesn't actually protect you from COVID. No. It, it just, just makes it you. less likely that you'll get hospitalized yeah. and ill. Yeah. Um, 
which is enough for me to to poke my head out into society a little bit yeah yeah for sure but the cool thing is like you and i being double vac spending every week together that's gonna be awesome we're gonna create some sick content dude and that's why i think the reason why we're going um like we're not gonna do the live stuff is because we'll be able to like do a lot more and have more control of what we put put out instead of just sitting together for an hour once a week Mm -hmm. you know yeah and also the um purely streaming live on youtube doesn't really help the The algorithm algorithm to push you so like the video subscribe to the channel and hit us up in the comments apparently the like button and the comments are the are the The algorithm uh it's like the cheese yes you know it's it's what it's it's the flavor of the of the couple months already yeah so where do you think that everybody should contact us at papa g house at gmail.com to inbox us stuff right i reckon so there we go yeah oh that's the socials (laughs) no that's all good um but no but i mean yeah that's the socials there yeah okay but then on on the the difference between the handles and the email, unfortunately, some decade out there has got Papa G's house at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. But we are at Papa G house at gmail.com. Art convinced me a number of times not to change the name of podcast. And he tells me every single time he's like, nah, bro, you made your <laughs> bed. You need to lie in it now. End of story. Yeah, exactly. No, just, but, but just you know, also when, when like the EFC start doing their thing, you know, you and I can go and um, interview some of the fighters. I really, um, dude, there's three people on my hit list in the next mm-hmm. six months. Don Madge, JP Bass, and Drickus Duplessis. We're going to chat to all three of them before the end of the, before the end of the year. Definitely. Let's do it. I'm keen. There we go. There we there go. We That's go. where you contact us. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Um, but, uh, Yeah it's uh yeah i feel like i mean i know everybody i mean jeez man the mma sphere is just super exciting at the moment like i can't even when i was like you know i want to talk to those three people but i also want to talk to a lot of the bands pulling i mean have you have you seen any bands put out any new stuff lately no dude i was looking around i um, I feel so out of touch no yeah me too i mean i was looking around uh, a friend of mine, Mr. Sakatumi, it's it's uh, Sean Tim. He released a, a audio clip that was on YouTube. That's called Drum Dialogue, which I thought was really cool. But that was a month ago. And Julian also released a video where he was showcasing a riff. But that was also a month ago. So we kind of like, you know, that was the last stuff that I could find. But to be honest, I didn't really look that hard. I was looking on the Apple TV, so I didn't have the Googles with me. So I was just checking what I could find. And then those are the only two things I saw that of people that I know that has put out something content wise, but not yeah. like any releases. I've, I, I haven't heard that much. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. I mean, I know Robin Ferguson. We need to chat to Robin Ferguson because she's put out her another EP. Mm-hmm. I mean, she just bangs them out here. She just, she works so hard and um. She's oh, oh Valvadinia has come out with a, a new new album, haven't they? Um, Chris Zen has come out with uh, his new stuff, um, uh, his new album Flow State. He's actually released two videos. We should actually get him on and 
and then chat to him about his albums. Ch uh, pull up. Let's let. Do you, are you able to pull up uh, from afar, sir? I am YouTube able. What do you stuff. want me to pull up on YouTube? Yeah, let's just check. See a quick clip of um, Chris Zanopoulos's new music video. Chris, how you spell Zanopoulos? Z X E N Z. I almost said Z. <laughs> X E N O N P O L O U S. Zanopoulos. So Oh, it's Chris Zen. It's it's Chris with a K X E N. Ah, there we go. Chris with the K. Yeah, Chris with a K. Let's and no H. Here we go. Chris Life. No, no, no. Chris Zen. <laughs> with an X. I can't fucking see anything. Okay, maybe go go to my Facebook and just uh go to his page from my Facebook and then we can find it from there. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, it's he dude, he's got such a flowy, bendy style. It's like a lot with um his 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 whammy bar and mm -hmm. create some delicious sounds there. I mean it's crazy. Um this is YouTube. I think it's, uh his artist page, not his actual personal page. Why do people have more than one fucking page? See, because he's, he, I mean, listen, he's got so many different uh, projects. So that many just makes different. It diff makes it difficult, man. <laughs> Tell me which one. There, okay, there's Flow State. Couple... Flow State. I think it's the, the name of the album. There we go. There, there we go. I mean, I think that's just a this clip. It's, yes, yes. This is the new okay. one. Meow. I think it's called. Okay, hang on a second. Here we go. There we go. There's the badger. I hope he doesn't uh, just play a small clip because um, let's point everybody to the video. Let's not play it for too long. No. Come on, play. Here we go. Play. It's playing. It's, Here we I, go. It's it, playing now. It's yeah. delayed on my side, bro. Yeah, yeah. Okay, don't play at all. Everybody go check, check out. Yeah, it's nuts. Are you winning there? I can still hear it in my ears. Here we go. Fuck, it's some sick bass lines there, dude. Dang. It's got a nice bass tone as well. I mean, everything sounds great. I mean, shit. But how tr did you get to hear it your side? No, I didn't get to hear it my side. 
Okay, because yeah. yeah, it's trippy as hell, dude. It's it's pretty cool. I'd love to chat chat to him about it and you know this. I mean, because obviously the Valvadinia stuff is very different to to you know, but I just I find his soloing so interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, he's he's got a very distinct style. I mean, his uh, brethren in um, uh, what's it, Valvadinia uh, Luandile is also mm-hmm. yes, it's insane guitarist. Both uh, rocking those Orms, Ormsby's, but um, yeah, I mean, yeah. So we should we should definitely um, educate ourselves and and get those those interviews with these dudes uh, um, as soon as possible. Yeah, but um, what was I going to say? Are we going to introduce the new uh, segment? Yeah, I don't I don't have the. Um graphic no, yeah no, no no that's fine that's fine so we got a new segment called what you got uh it's basically when art basically scours the globe for the weird and wonderful and he presents it to me for the first yeah. time basically so, uh it, it i tried this a couple of weeks ago um carol and myself we were in a chinese shop mm-hmm. and she we were looking for gifts for her daughter for her birthday mm-hmm so I went looking around, looking for uh, bad English translation stuff. So I found a few. <laughs> so this is the first one, which... Um, Receded it- atmospheric notebook. Everything lets its heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is like direct like translation vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then this other one was another book, but it's writing for myself diary time time visible, visible. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow that's okay i've seen a few of these in 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 my day especially like labels on certain things that you like like uh yeah and it's crazy okay carry on yeah then there's this other book and it says my yeah, own my own fragments of memory come on man yeah my own fragments of memory jeez bro how good's my eyesight be, it's it's possibly meant to be you know my diary yes my own fragments Jeez, it's like that sounds like a great title for an album yeah that ends with a shotgun to the head <laughs> yeah. Whoa! what happened oh, i don't know oh shit I'm trying to see what's going on yeah i think uh oh there we go there it is hey oh shit hang on I think it's just uh, freaking out. Ah, oh, these pictures are bummed out. Uh, is it? Oh, there we go. There's one. Okay, but whatever. Uh, Google. Fuck, I hate Google, man. Google's uh, cool. the best, man. So then here is the other one, which I found. I missed the other one. The so Eiffel Tower is very famous. It's one of the, it's one of the tallest tower in the world, <laughs> and now the symbol of both Paris and France. It's one of the tallest says, tower in the world, and now it's the symbol of both Paris and France. Yeah, but the book has got pictures of London on it, and it says London. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, no, yes. It, we, oh, on, no, wait, I don't, the, you, you covering the London for my, there we go. <laughs> okay, I didn't see, London. I didn't see that. Yeah, didn't see and that then, part. Um, this one, I thought this was quite Metallic funny. marker. Metallic markers. Whale shark, said, what? Glitter highlighter pens. Use welding procedure. Ink can keep more days. Use welding procedure. What is a welding procedure? I don't know. Ink can keep more day. Um, 
sorry, get carry on. <laughs> and then this one, this, I like. I thought this one is really cute. Says, I thank you all are my forever, forever. What for, forever? forever. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, bro. It, it was, and then that's printed on many, many, many items. Many, many, many items. Oh yeah. wow! Okay. Yeah, and then this one I thought was really cute. Keep, Keep smile. smile. I want to be with you. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds kind of creepy, actually. Keep yeah, smile. Those, those I want to be with you. That's what I found. I I'll funny. find you. That's crazy, <laughs> dude. Yeah. No. Okay. Well, definitely this uh, um, segment is off to a great start. So I can't wait to see what you bring me next weekend. Uh, wow, next week, I, I mean. But uh, I always find interesting stuff when I search through Gumtree, which I do every day. Okay. Like, um, I found I found an ad on Gumtree that was for my old Tama drum mm -hmm. kit that I mm -hmm. sold, and the guy's advertising it as Tama Star Classic Japanese, you know, Star Classic yeah. Tama, but Japanese. It's made in China, so the worth of that drum kit is like max fourteen grand. He wants like thirty grand for it. And he's yeah. saying it is Japanese made. It's Chinese. It's shit. Walk away. Sure. So I, I'll show you. Oh, no, I mean, it's terrible. No, I can't. We'll have to do this uh, segment when, when you're in studio because you can't get the audio. Come come up if you want to moan at me. There we go. Um, should we hit the sports? Yeah, let's do the let's sports, do it. bro. Let's do it. Yay, sports. All right, obviously, this is my one of my favorite parts of the show where we get to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly in the international sports world. Um, so we'll start with one that, that is pretty easy to talk about mm -hmm. is the British Grand Prix. Um, that was this past weekend, this Sunday. There was a new format introduced, uh, called qualifying then the sprint um yep. and then the race so basically the whole introduction of this format is it's a trial format um it's i think it's for the next three races um and it includes qualifying now qualifying used to be on a on a saturday now it's on a friday mm -hmm. where they do the same qualifying everything exactly the same and then the next where whatever qualifying position they qualify at then there's a 17 or a certain percentage of the race sprinted no pit stops no nothing and whoever wins obviously the sprint is pole position and so on and so forth what i find extremely interesting oh obviously and then obviously they they race on the sunday as per usual but the one thing that I found interesting, it's it's and and we we learnt a lot about it this this weekend, was think about a guy like Checo Perez. He qualified in a great position and he spun out and he had to start from the pit lanes, mm -hmm. you know, so it does have its dire consequences. Then also, um, it wasn't it was Max who overtook Lewis in the first lap, in the first yes. corner, yes. and and stuck pole. And then they had a, a, you know, we'll get to the racing incident. Um, but w first of all, what do you think of the whole format? I thought it was quite exciting. Gives you three days of action. It was, it was exciting. Um, they're only going to be doing it three times this season. 
Mm. Um, there was a few things that uh, it felt like they were still working out how to do it. Not necessarily the race, but like, you know, proceeding and post-race kind of yeah. stuff. Um, with the, I think they're still giving the feelers. But they're obviously using what they do in Formula 3 and Formula 2, where they have sprint races quite often there. So to have that kind of method, I don't think it's too much of a problem for them. I think mm -hmm. it's mostly just getting the teams to agree to do it and for the sponsors as well. Yeah. Because now, I don't know what the deal is with the sponsors. I'm just thinking of it now because now there's two races where most people would just tune in to watch the one, you know? Yeah. So now they're getting twice as much coverage. So I reckon <clears throat> the reason why it probably took so long was because maybe the the uh, sponsors have something to say about it, and then they mm. probably compromise and say, "Okay, we can do three, and if it's successful, we'll change it to eight next year," which is what I think what the plan is. Um, I don't mind it. Um, it did feel like um, it did feel like it was more action, but it felt like it was more spread out, and like you know you been watching for so many years that Saturday is qualifying and Sunday is the race. Mm -hmm. Now it's like Friday's qualifying, Saturday's Saturday is the race, Sunday is the race. race. <laughs> yeah. So now it's like, what do you get excited for the most? You know, because some people would probably like the sprint race more than the main one because there's no pit stops, there's no tire changes. It's just like, you know, it's like T20 of Formula One now. Yeah, so, 100%. I, mean, I, I, I don't know. Um, I don't, I, because I, I mean, I feel I really I felt sorry for Checo because I mean that spin out was you know if there was qualifying he would have he would have finished and it would have, he would have uh, scored for a, the constructors championship. Um, yeah, but you know this stuff happens. I mean, it could have easily have happened in the main race as well, which it kind of you know in in a way it didn't. But you know, it he, well, I mean, what what race, did he finish so. at? I think eleventh or tenth or eleventh. Uh, he did well to fight his way back. I think he was 12th, but he didn't score any points, but he did take the the fastest lap point away from Hamilton, which was a strategic move for them to do that. Because if oh, you wow. get fastest lap, you get, yeah, so you get, you get an extra point. And in the top 10, you get one extra point. Uh, yeah. Also, let's, let's add that if you get pole in the sprint race, you get three points and then two yeah. points and then one point. Yeah, so that also contributes three. to the championship, uh, to, to the, uh, to the, to the championship points but what do you think like i mean uh i know you've just given a yeah just give me a yes or no i don't know yet <clears throat> okay i'm on the fence at the moment i'm not i i see the benefits of it but also, also it's better than for me there's one benefit for me the one yeah. benefit is for the viewer and that's exactly why they're doing it yeah and it's better to watch a race than a practice yeah, for sure. Because you and get I'm, practice, and then you get qualifying, you get race. Now you get practice, qualifying, race, and race. Yeah. Or qu qualifying, sprint, and race. I don't know if you can hear my dogs. I apologize from the bottom of my heart. This drives me nuts every single day of my life. I don't know what to do. <laughs> and as they carry on barking, it just tickles my skin like you don't understand. <laughs> but yeah, it is what it is. There we go. They yeah. finally stopped. I don't know. Could you yeah, hear no, it, dude? It, yeah, it, yeah, but it's fine. Um, it is It is cool for the spectator, but like I said, now now they almost got a choice of which race to watch because they'll be like, 
Uh, let's watch a sprint qualifying race because you know that's more action packed, and then let's not watch Saturday because it's good, Hamilton's going to win. So you know why watch? Mm, mm. So that's that's what that's where I'm a bit on the fence about. Yeah. Because now it's like, which is the more exciting bit? You know, for casual viewers, and this is obviously they're trying to that would bring be the, in more the, casual viewers. I mean, listen, you can't take away the difference between three points and 25 points. Mm -mm. So the main ex excitement is the actual main race, but they're adding a little bit of spice to the equation by if you get pole and win, you get 28 points. And fastest lap, you get 29 points. Yeah, I know. You know? So I, th I think <clears throat> it's... It's it's a good step in the right it's a step in the right direction. I think that I, I get what they're trying to do. Mm -hmm. But um let's see what happens in the next two, because you never know what's gonna happen. But yeah, exactly. um I thought it was a pretty successful first execution besides obviously all the um what did you what did you call it? Like the little technical issues, timing it, it and was just organization. Like the, the post race procession like also the pre-race they were inter they were interviewing the the drivers bef like literally before they got into the car yeah exactly that's, and the, that's and the drivers had no interest in talking to them because they were so uh, zoned in yeah and also all the drivers like this is this is going to be a train we're not going to race hard because tomorrow is the main race and there was a risk yeah that they wouldn't uh push for the sprint race but they were pushing because like you know if put them in a race and then they will race and that's nice yeah. to see that's the funniest thing also about Formula One is how they're always trying to interview while they're on the track while everything's like <laughs> They, they did that to Vettel when he got uh, driver of the day and then he goes like, how did you get my number? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah. yeah, okay, listen, on the last uh, thing of, of the race this weekend, obviously there was a bit of a race incident between Max and... Uh, and uh lewis hamilton and there was also some social media beef from max to say that lewis acted unsportsmanlike and whatnot what are your take i mean what, what's your take because i mean at 100 and what how many miles per hour did they connect at i mean 190 or something yeah and um at the worst corner or the fastest corner of the track um who was at fault? Obviously, uh, Lewis got a 10-second penalty, which mm -hmm. didn't seem to affect the results in the end. But uh, what's, you your, what's your the, take on it? Well, it's not going to affect Hamilton that early in the race when he's got like the fastest car in the race after taking out Max. It's not going to mm -hmm. affect him, as you can see. And they also yeah. brought in um, updates to the car, which seemed to have done wonders because the car was fucking quick towards the end there. Yeah. Um, the only person that could challenge him was Max. As for the incident, uh, I'm leaning I'm leaning towards it being a racing incident. But if you had to put a blame on someone, it was definitely Hamilton. He was yeah. um, he was wide. Passing. He, yeah, he he was a bit wide on the apex, mm -hmm. and that's how they clipped. And they said like Max didn't leave him enough room. He left him tons of room. He left tons. him a full car's length. And more, because he was yeah. still off of the apex, and that's and the he rule. Still hit him, yeah. So um, if he had to put blame on anybody, it was Hamilton that caused the the crash. But dude, I mean, what they were doing is what you want to see. You want to see people driving and racing each other like hard, 
That's what made me. I was, I was, I was like on my feet. I was like watching. Dude, it was wild. I was nervous because it was just hectic. It's like I was like, you can't let him pass. Max has to stay in front. If he, if either one of them gets in front at the end of the first race, and then you're looking at the winner, and it was like hectic. And then it just happened that he, he understood just a little bit, tagged his wheels, and off he went. And if it wasn't a red flag. Um, Hamilton would have not been able to finish the race either. <coughs> yeah, no, you're right. Because he damaged his wheel. Yeah. So nope, like, um, the 100%. red flag actually helped Hamilton win that race more than, well, not more than, he drove like a freaking demon, really. It was yeah, and I mean, yes, he is a, he's a machine, hey? <coughs> he is a machine. He's, he's, uh, he is where he is. Uh, but you know, he's so, like, I know, actually, I don't, let's not get into it. He's such okay. a, um, he tries to do the right thing all the time and say right things, and it, f- it seems a bit fake. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that's that's what I've been trying to tell people, and what I've been thinking is like I find it hard to like him at one point and not like him at another point, because like you see his interaction. But the thing is, he's a racing driver, and yeah. he's a winner, multiple yeah. champion winner. And you don't get there by being a nice guy. You gotta have he ice in your veins. Yeah. yeah, he hasn't done anything as bad as Schumacher has. Nothing. If uh, if you look at all the like the big race winners and championship winners, like you know multiple championships, like you look at Senna mm-hmm. and Prost, and you look at Schumacher and you look at Hamilton. Hamilton is the cleanest of all of them mm-hmm. by far. That's it's interesting. Like why 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 do you motivate that? Why do I, why do I motivate them? Yeah, yeah, just just I mean just for the listeners because I mean for me oh, okay. I understand what you're saying but um just just well, elaborate a little bit like so so basically what you're saying is the other guys were involved in far more dodgy racing incidents than than well, Lewis. Each one of those previous guys took other people out to try and secure a championship and either got it or they didn't. Schumacher tried to uh, uh, crash out uh, Jacques Villeneuve on on the deciding race. He, if you can find a video of it, he forcibly drives into Jacques Villeneuve's car to try and crash him out. But what happens is that Schumacher crashed himself out. He couldn't finish the race. Jacques Villeneuve won the championship that year. Senna and Prost. Prost drove Senna off, like uh, crashed into Senna, but Senna didn't damage his car. He went to race and then Price went to the officials to protest and he got him banned because he took a shortcut. And then the wow. next next year, Senna crashes both of them out in the last race so that Senna could win the win the championship. They've all done something like that. Hamilton hasn't. Hamilton touched um, Verstappen's car under racing conditions and it was like a minor mistake that just turned out bad. He's never mm. actually pushed anyone off. He's been very aggressive but he knows he can pull it off. And also I think he can be aggressive when he's racing against Hamilton because they trust each other. Because Hamilton knows that Verstappen won't do anything stupid because he's challenging for a championship and Hamilton doesn't want to do anything stupid because he's also trying to challenge. So they trust each other. So this is definitely a racing incident. It's not malice. It was, he was just oversteered that tiny little bit because he's going to the corner, just that little bit too fast because he was trying to get in front. It's fucking yeah. awesome to see. But if he had to put 
fault on it. It's Hamilton was at fault, but it's not like I don't think he should have gotten a 10 second penalty if you ask. You me. don't think so, eh? No. Okay. That's interesting. I mean, listen, a lot of the comments commentary well all the commentary was saying let's boil it down to a racing incident it was rat lap one etc 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 there were many yep. mitigating circumstances you know and all that jazz but uh yep. it is what it is hamilton won um Verstappen ended up okay i mean he really hit those barriers eh? like that yep. was a scary accident ended up in hospital all vitals came back fine so he's all good for for the next race and whatnot so quickly good. before we wrap up the formula one talk let's quickly check through some of these liveries um that that are conceptualized on the new formula one design wow wow that's the alpine yeah that's alpine right there oh there's a red bull is there any more views of the red bull okay i think there is there's there's the mercedes Mm. It's a, a, looks kind of cool. Yeah, it's not too bad, eh? Sauber offer a But remember, these are conceptual um, concepts. No, these are probably from this a is Tari. That's yeah. Pierre Gasly's car. Yeah, that's if he stays with them next year. Yeah, well, number 10. <laughs> um, <laughs> Husky McLaren. Chocolate, that's a McLaren. Yeah, um, I've got big hopes for them the next. In the Ooh, next Lando's. Year. Lando's my boy, bro. Yeah, I told you. There's Aston Martin. Yeah, I got big hopes for McLaren. I really hope they they pull something out of the bag. It's a Haas. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Jeez, the Haas are always like 19 and 20 every race. Mixture Mecca and all the Latifi midfield contenders. They like their first season. I think they finished fifth in the championship. Yeah, well, let's let's hope he does he does well. I was a big fan of old um, Shumi, so yeah, yeah. I, I, I like the new design, um, but the same answer they all give it's a nice car yeah. but is it fast yeah, um, exactly. yeah. so exactly. dude i don't know what to do man i'm dying for a pee i don't want to cut the episode short because just be, just because i need a pee that's another reason why we're not going live anymore because we often i often rush through the, the end of the podcast because i'm bursting for the loo so i'm not quite sure what what you want to do dude you can do it i can do it in 60 seconds what can you put up for 60 seconds that i can go and relieve myself i'm gonna find julian emden's uh little video clip here oh yeah just find his fucking channel you probably spelled it wrong bro julian emden there we go (laughs) (laughs) there he is there we go okay cool so you officially have um one minute and six seconds is this new though then i want to see it this was you released this uh what may 28th it's uh here's a new one i'm working on so it's okay so just okay okay
<laughs> we're all waiting for you so i didn't make it back in time that's how my that's how badly i needed to go man <laughs> that's crazy i'm so sorry everybody but that yeah. <laughs> that is once again another reason why we're gonna we're gonna be um uploading these videos <laughs> but uh while we're at it if you're liking the content guys like the video comment on the videos tell us what is on your mind um tell us what you got what you what uh, you want us to talk about and who you, who you want us to feature if you want to do that just check us on all the socials and then hit us in the email at papagehouse at gmail.com i'm out of breath because i ran <laughs> um and i didn't actually get to see what julian had done so i will do that after the episode i'm not going to let the listeners go through i mean i mean i'm i'm not going to let them fucking see things something twice because i haven't seen it so i will check out but go subscribe to julian emden right now at least someone art thank you is keeping abreast of what is going on in local south african music scene at the moment because i just feel like i'm so dis uh, disconnected but i am connecting again and uh, gonna be chatting to some people from next week so it's gonna be great i mean we've oh, had what four weeks off eh? yeah four weeks yeah it's amazing what four weeks can do um if you're not interviewing people and uh keeping abreast of what's going on it's it, it you feel like you're disconnected i mean you know what actually do you know nathan dixon uh yeah the uh, old uh, lead guitarist in atlantic south yeah he literally called me out of the blue today and we spoke for about an hour on the phone it was amazing Oh, that's just nice. about anything and everything i mean listen the topics that were covered i mean it would be so interesting if him and i had to be on a podcast together because we went from one topic to completely unrelated topics within se seamlessly seamlessly it, it was like we were talking about the second world war and then all of a sudden we were talking about vaccinations then we were talking about stalin <laughs> Jeez, dude. like we, weird shit dive. dude yeah it was crazy so um i'm trying to look for for documentaries on joseph stalin and shit like that now um it was like weird i was dude, i know i was on wikipedia searching old hitler it was crazy dude um just like educating myself on history and it's wild wild bro some wild wild west shit because I never, oh, never really got interested in, I never was really interested in history. Uh, I just took it because it was a parrot fashion learning kind of subject and I did pretty well at it. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it was crazy. Well, maybe that's why I did well at it because I was kind of interested. I don't know. But now all of a sudden I just can't, can't get enough. Um, there's also this chick uh, Demi showed me this uh, lady on, I can't remember, I can't remember what her name is she Lady. does her makeup she does her makeup and she tells she narrates uh murder stories Ooh. what's the name again let me check it out because apparently it's pretty it's pretty good well i'm not gonna look for it now whatever um <laughs> but about, uh, we, we we've got even the ufc to cover now bro i mean i dude. digress dude um 
I I checked out a few things. Now I've got a few questions first. Okay. Okay. For what? For me or in general? For you. For you. Okay. <clears throat> um, firstly, what's the order of the weight categories? Because I never quite get that bantam weight. Where does that sit? Okay, that's one hundred and thirty-five pounds. Yeah. So it starts in in the men's division. It's one twenty-five, which is flyweight. Okay, so it's flyweight. Yeah. Then one thirty-five is bantam weight. Uh, okay. Then 145 is featherweight, which one would always think that is the lightest, right? Yes. <laughs> then 155 is lightweight. Jesus. <clears throat> 170 yeah. pounds is welterweight. Mm -hmm. 185 pounds is middleweight. Jesus. Okay. 205 pounds is light heavyweight. <laughs> this is convoluted and, as shit, man. And 205, 206 pounds and above until 265 being the limit is heavyweight. Okay, so there's a limit. So There's a limit okay. of 100, 265 pounds. Now, which one That's why you don't see freaks fighting in the UFC, basically. Okay. Now, which one is Conor limit. McGregor in? He was in... Uh... He's in lightweight, 155 pounds. It's around 70 kilos. Jeez, I thought he would be a little bit of a higher weight category than that. He's fought at 77 kilos, which is welterweight as well. Mm -hmm. um, 90, uh, uh, light heavyweight is 93 kilos. Um, and I don't know the others in... Uh, I don't know the others. I just okay, know so those three for some reason. Because I you saw can... some stuff which was uh, bantamweight stuff. But now this bantamweight's is the 135. Yeah, there's another question. How does the UFC numbers work? Because I saw UFC 32 and yeah. a match from UFC 31 and then a match from UFC 264. Okay, so you get different types of events. You get the numbered events, which are the pay-per-view events. So the UFC 264. Now, the other events you'll see is UFC Vegas 32 or UFC Fight Night 31. Oh, so it's so like they're different wrestling. types. So it's like World Wrestling where it was like... Uh, um, Smackdown, Raw. Smackdown and, or Raw. Yeah, yeah. well, I don't know what's what between the two, but what oh, WrestleMania is the pay-per-view. Yes. Yeah, okay. so that's the pay-per-view. That's the big cards. That's where all the, the big title fights and stuff happen. And then their fight nights where, like, mostly they have, like, the number one contender fights as the main event, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, cool. And, okay, and like, showcase cool. and, and, and featured fighters and whatnot. Okay, well, dude, I checked out from UFC 31, Moises versus makachin yeah that was the ufc vegas 31 which is yeah. uh, happens at the apex in las vegas uh, with no crowd um wow. so yes what did you take out from that i mean i love the fact that you actually like super down and interested in this stuff because uh you sent me a little a little photo of what you wrote down to now it's like yeah, everything notes. that you did was spot on <laughs> I thought that I thought that match was pretty meh. I mean, they were doing a lot of like uh, hugging, like That's you the, know, yeah. body, like they were like holding each other down with the body and trying to like smack the head with either the fist or the elbow or trying to mm -hmm. get in with the knee. But those two guys, they looked, they were quite tall and they looked like they weren't like uh, that limber or quick. So it, it almost felt like that was the move to try and grab them down and then pummel them until they submit. Yeah, and I think Moises submitted at the end there. 
but that match was a bit meh. I thought, I thought. Yeah, so Moises was submitted. Okay, so Tiago Moises came through the contender series. He was a, a very uh, highly touted prospect. He did very well. Um, everybody has been ducking Islam Makachev. So basically, Islam Makachev comes out of Dagestan, Russia, and yes. is Khabib Nurmagomedov's closest friend and training partner. So everybody's dubbing Makachev the next Khabib. Um, okay. And he's been as dominant as Khabib ever was. I mean, albeit Khabib was undefeated, he has been knocked out in the UFC. His first, I think it was his first fight in the UFC, he just got clipped and he got knocked out. But yeah. since then, he's been on a nine-fight win streak, which is the longest in the UFC lightweight uh, division at the moment. He's... he's the, the reason why you felt like it was slow is because remember, if you're dealing with strikers or grapplers, yeah. say if you've got a striker, and a perfect example would be Stephen Wonderboy Thompson versus Gilbert Burns last weekend. That, was, that fight was also quite meh because Wonderboy is a kickboxer mm. who with a wide stance and all that kind of stuff, and Gilbert Burns is basically went his, his, his game plan of wrestling because Stephen Wonderboy Thompson is super um slippery on the feet and he's he's an unpredictable character he can hit you with a kick that you don't see so the best thing for someone like that to do is close the distance mm. so sometimes these hugely highly anticipated fights can be um fought in the clinch which is a lot of hugging a lot of ground and pound mm. or a lot of advancing of adv advantageous positions and whatnot so yeah. that's exactly what you got in uh, Makhachev versus Moises. Makhachev, his game plan is take you down and smash you. Same yeah. as Khabib, same as father's plan, who is Abdumanap Namagamera, who coached all of that. So it's it's Khabib's father, who sadly passed away last year, uh, or, or in late 2019 from COVID. Um, so the father's plan is take him down and smash. Don't have any interest on in the stand-up. So yeah, all Tiago Moises is worrying about is Makhachev's takedown so that's yeah. why it ends up being a little bit of slower more grind out more huggy kind of fight because yeah, these guys are high level like wrestlers Moises was definitely preparing for that because yes like when whenever he got pinned down to be punched he would try and get his body in a way that it would be difficult for him to be punched. correct just getting an ad advantageous position showing dominance so, yeah. It was just like a roll around kind of thing until you, until Moises could try and get on top of Makachev. Yeah, hundred percent. And also, happen. the thing with those fights as well is it's so weird. It's the fighters. The fights are so dominant on on their side, but not often you'll see the opponent overly damaged. I mean, yeah. the most damaged opponent of um, Khabib I ever saw must have been Alaya Quinta, and it was just like surface stuff. Um, you know, and uh, we've got to get to a damage. We got to get to a damage fight, which I saw just now. <laughs> okay, but, right. Yeah. But um, it's it's interesting to hear that about the the rough and tumble hugging vibe because I mm -hmm. didn't know that was his main tactic. So now I know. So I can look yes. out for how other people try and combat that. So that would be quite. When when you see that, you just tell tell yourself, and they have the the that Abe Lincoln beard. Yes. It's father. It's father's plan. Ah, is that that's it? father's plan. Yeah. Take him down and smash him. That's the Dagestani yeah. way. But I mean, it's cool. very generalized, but it's the Khabib vibe. The other matches I saw, the other two, which was from UFC 32, mm -hmm. 
Morais and Sandhagen. That no, uh, that wasn't that was long time ago. Sandhagen's fighting this weekend. Sandhagen's fighting. Yeah, no, but that that was the spinning head kick, right? Yeah, we just clipped the top of his head. Yeah, boy, well, rocked him, got him down. That's when he fell back and he finished off on the ground, right? But I that's what got him got, this fight. I didn't see that happening because I thought I thought uh, Moraes would have gotten it because Moraes looked like he was on top of it. He was like that stocky guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Moraes has had a has a rough go. He's a, he, that's a he's on a three fight skid. He's Shit. he's lost three fights in a row, but he's he's a bloody good fighter. He lost to Henry Cejudo. Then he lost to, who was the second guy he lost to? And then he lost to Corey Sanhagen. Someone in between. I think it was Pedro Munoz or something like that. Yeah, because it looked like he was he was working out a way to get Sanhagen down. But like he was, you know, peppering and peppering. And then like towards the end, like Sanhagen just like got in a, a few couple of cool hits. And yeah. then he just clipped him on the head. Obviously, just like knocked him for a loop. But then he got him on the ground and like what? It was, that was, Corey Sanhagen's that was footwork and his 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 style on the feet is insane but his ground game matches it um he's he's fighting his old training partner this weekend tj dillashaw has just come back from a two-year suspension i actually updated my instagram story it's gonna be a huge fight that's the other match i saw was gabrant versus dillashaw cody garbrandt versus tj they fought twice and uh, garbrandt got knocked out twice yeah and uh, i wrote underneath and dillashaw was a praying mantis guy because he was like always like yeah, and yeah, he he's fighting. He's fighting Corey Sanhagen this weekend. Yeah, that was that was an interesting match. It was very interesting to see how that guy. He was always changing his position, trying to like lure the dude into something else, and then he'd either swap the position or do something yeah, yeah, opposite. Yeah. And that other guy's very like traditional. It almost felt like Rocky Three. Yeah, well, like, yeah, you know, Cody is the emotional team. boxer out of the two yeah. of them, and and TJ is more of the clinical striker all-round fighter but yeah. also tj's coming back this weekend after two years he got caught with epo and everybody's calling him the biggest cheater in the world etc etc and yeah. he's fighting Corey sane it's it's basically the number one contender fight because tj was the champion he never lost the part he never lost the bar uh the the, the belt the the one eight yeah. one thirty five belt he lost to henry cejudo at 125 trying to become a double champ but went down he was going to be the first person who went down in weight as opposed to up in weight to become a double champ and he he sucked so much energy and weight out of him he couldn't get to the last pounds so he took a, a, a performance enhancer to get to to championship weight at 125 lost the fight in 32 seconds yeah and then got popped straight afterwards and then got uh, uh stripped of his his belt at 135 well yeah, so now yeah. he's fighting sanhagen um for a num- number one contender situation cool and then the last match it's now, almost like um, you prepped those two fights to like um, did you know that the, the the winner of those two fights were meeting this weekend no Wow. I, I went, well, I went, it all for real. I went to look on YouTube. I was like, UFC highlights. And then I've watched the videos that were uploaded in the last couple of days. Oh, uh, that's that that's big. Uh, okay, because you know what they do is when there's a upcoming fight card, they release a whole bunch of free fights of those specific fighters uh, in, in hyping up the fight for the weekend. Okay, so then when was UFC 264? That was two, last weekend. 
Okay, I saw that with O'Malley and Martinho. Yes, Martinho, the green zombie. Dude, I wrote underneath him, uh, underneath his name in brackets, green head tool. And he got beat the shit out. Did you see his face? Yeah, yeah, it, it wasn't that bad though, hey? No, but it looked like O'Malley looked like it he just bad. walked on the on the ring and he and he walked out as like a little bit of a thing. But that Mortinho's guy, he was just like he was yeah, like yeah, smashed yeah. a tomato. It was hit. that swelling went down surprisingly quickly. But yes, he did get the shit kicked out of him. There was and Sean O'Malley that, did. Yeah, yeah, there was a stat there that O'Malley got seventy-two percent accuracy with his punches. Yeah, and he also broke a record for most strikes thrown in a bantamweight bout as well. Wow. Um, that, that, also, that was a good match. That was a good match. It, it was cool, but he would, they were very outmatched. Um, because Clearly. now O'Malley is a big name in this in this whole UFC situation, but he's never... The only person who he's fought... Okay, I mean, Thomas Almeida is a good fighter, but he was on a four three-fight skid before he fought O'Malley but the only fight that O'Malley has lost is against Marlon Chido Vera where he makes the same excuse that Connor he got kicked in the leg his leg went dead and he couldn't fight but that's a loss that you yeah, got you exactly. got kicked till you couldn't compete anymore that is a loss in yeah, anybody's you got, eyes you got understeered into your back wheel and got pushed off the track there so we go it was it was a fighting incident yeah, but the, th the thing that I liked about that match, even yeah. though they were uh, that uh, it was uneven, is that Martinho guy. He can take a beating, and he and he just like kept walking forward and calling Amalia yeah. a bitch. Yeah, I I I loved that. I was like, this guy yeah. is losing this match, but he's not looking like he's yeah. actually hurting yeah. from it. He I, responded cool. to the call of being. This is my this is my entry to the UFC. It's my first fight. They picked me out of a list of guys to fight one of the highest prospect strikers in the division. They were seriously outmatched, but he did everything that he could to create himself a name and a following. He went from 1,500 followers on Instagram to uh, overnight uh, 71,000. He got oh. 70,000 new followers from just 15 minutes of fighting I'm or 14 minutes and 30 seconds because a lot of people would argue that <clears throat> that fight shouldn't have been stopped and that should he, he should have been able to fight through because he didn't show any signs of slowing down. But the yeah. ref was like, what do I do? Do I let this guy get brain damage or do I let him fight for the next 30 seconds? Because they could have stopped like, that fight after the second round. Yeah, because like he, he, he could look like it looked like he could barely see at one point. They also went, he also went viral after the fight because Daniel Cormier, the um, commentator, walked up to him. And he says, you're the most savage oak in, uh, savage guy I've ever seen in my life. What's the first thing he orders um, uh, after the fight? An ice cream sandwich. <laughs> He's sitting there eating an ice cream sandwich. Okay. Chris Martino, he is such a character. Out of Boston, Massachusetts... That. One of those Boston guys who just don't give a fuck, <laughs> you know, with those dudes. I love it. I love it. I love I'm, it. I'm gonna keep an eye out for him because I really liked. I really liked what I saw. That he was being beat, but he was still. Come on, come on, come on. I, I tell, like that. Tell you what, go that. watch his interview with Pat McAfee. Pat who? Pat McAfee. 
He's the newest um, addition to the WWE broadcast, if that means anything to anybody. I don't watch WWE, but I know Pat McAfee was a punter in the NFL, and he's cool. a character. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Yeah, but that I I, re, I really like that that match purely because of him. Because like I was like, just yeah. this dude, he's got no pain senses at all. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. But remember, we I discussed this whole fight last week with you. Yeah, but I just didn't click. Yeah, it's crazy, amazing. But um, so I think that's uh, well. We've got the the Lions tour. The first test this weekend, we got embarrassed. The SAA team, which is literally a Springbok team that mostly won the World Cup, lost to the Bulls. Um, that, I don't know if you knew about that or, or watched it or no, anything like that. So the first test is going to be the first test is going to be a test. Um, they've just narrowed down the Springbok squad, so we'll report back next week on on how that's going to go. And My also, TJ, that. he's a huge Bulls fan. Who's that? My dad. Oh, uh, is like, it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no no for sure listen they deserved it i mean listen you know if it was a proper test match they would have probably gone for polls a little bit more but they were trying to get their set piece sorted but the fact remains is they lost no excuse um which means is they're not currently operating in, as a unit which is, is is fairly worrying when you're going to be playing a team that, that it's all the best players of the northern hemisphere um well, not of the, of the British Isles. But mm. um, then, yeah, it's TJ Dillashaw this weekend. Can you pull up the card, possibly? Is that is that possible? Let me see, yeah. I think uh, we got the shit sorted. Now we're moving away from live and everything's fucking working. <laughs> Rugby. Uh, shit, Lions. Uh, fixtures. Gosh. I am... Drinking all the illicit alcohol today. What the fuck am I looking at you? Lions. Oh, and I almost threw my my um, PlayStation controller through the TV today, playing what? Josh in golf. We've we've oh, no, we've been playing on um, pro clubs for a while, and it's just not going very well. What's this okay. Lions tour? No, no, no. Um, what did I want to get to? I wanted to get to. The card, the the UFC card for this weekend. Oh, the UFC card. Yes, I thought yeah. we were still talking rugby, bro. No, 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 no. UFC, UFC. <laughs> okay, cool. Never mind. Let me get there. I've never heard of a rugby card before. <laughs> UFC card. We'll just go UFC and then it'll pick pull up a new card already. Boom, there it is. Boom, boom, there, there it is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so Corey Sandhagen versus TJ Dillashaw is the main event. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to call. I think I'm going to call. Listen, I think I'm going to give TJ. I'm not going to give TJ. Corey all the way. Corey Sandhagen by. Let's say Corey Sandhagen. Second round TKO. It's going to be hard. I mean, I think his best moments in the first in the first uh, round, mm -hmm. but uh, Corey by TKO. Yes, but TJ is a monster. Eh? We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. But I'm I'm back in Corey. I mean, TJ. I know he's lost a lot of respect because of his cheating. It's not right. I don't like him. I just think he's just always had a bit of a you know flexy attitude. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Then Aspen, Ladd versus Macy, Chaisson. Um, see how I uh, mentioned that, dude? <laughs> Macy Chaisson. Chaisson. Yeah. I've got Aspen, Ladd in this for some reason. I don't know why. She, Macy's been super good. She just always kind of scrapes her wins. The Aspen, yeah. her last fights, I think she got clocked by Jermaine Durand me. Um, anyway, so I've got... No, actually, I got Macy by decision. Okay. Macy Chasson by decision. Then Kyla Phillips. This dude is super exciting. Whoa. Super exciting. Um, against uh, Julia Paiva. Yeah, I've, I've taken Kyla Phillips in that, even though his record is not as uh, experienced as Julia, but you don't know what... Uh, uh, you know what organizations all those wins and all that kind of yeah, you know so sometimes you see these fights. numbers yeah. kyler phillips is a super exciting dude i think he lost his last one but um i like his style he's super exciting and all that kind of stuff and listen don't take my my direct advice on the rest of them because these these guys are are not always uh you know they're not always mm -hmm. fighting so i don't really know exactly their skill set and all that kind of stuff then we got Darren the Damage Elkins. Oh my hat! Any you gotta watch any card with this guy on because there will be blood and it will okay. be his. I'm making um, notes here, bro. And he's got the damage tattooed across his chest, uh, so he hey. takes his craft very seriously. The guy must have the most stitches in his head than any UFC fighter I know. Um, against Derek Minard, that's going to be a tough art for both of them but i'm saying darren gets the win just by grinding a bloody war okay uh the decision well, I'm, decision i'm gonna be watching i'm gonna make a point of watching that one and the one with Corey and tj and kyle phillips just so to see what you're talking about yeah and then this next one is gonna be the female phenom versus the female future macy yeah. the future barber versus miranda fear the maverick um Ma maverick's 11 and 2 she's just came onto the scene she fought uh liana jojua and split her nose in two pieces it was nasty with a nasty lead elbow um against macy barbie who's coming off a two-fight skid who everybody thought she was going to be the next best thing so she lost to roxanne modafari and i don't know who else who was her last loss it was roxanne she hurt her knee and then she fought someone to a close decision and lost that as well. So she's coming off a two-fight skid. I've got Miranda Maverick all day there. She's got uh, the power. I would pick her as well just because of the name Maverick. Yeah. And how's her nickname? Fear the. <laughs> Fear the. Fear the Maverick. No, she's really good. And she's also, she's doing her PhD at the same time. She's all kinds of cool. I dig this chick. And then lastly, to open up the card, we've got Adrian Yanez, who's just insane. You've got to watch this guy. His standing, he's come off the contender series just looking like an absolute monster against uh, Randy Costa, who I don't really know too much about. Um, but it's going to be sick. So that's sick. the card for this weekend. That's a pretty stacked card for. That's a pretty stacked card for this weekend. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be rad. And Yanez to start it off. That dude's an exciting striker. If anybody, um, dude, there's so many top prospects coming up. Thug Nasty, Bryce Mitchell, 
Giga Chikadze, Hamza Chimaev, uh, so many names, Ilya Tapuria, dude, all these guys, uh, Mateus Gamrot, uh, uh, Guram Kutaladze, Don Manch, Drikas Duplessis, um, yo, the UFC is not short of talent at the moment. Look out, people. It's going to be a Sean Brady. But anyway, Art. Right. How, easy, how easy would it be for me to watch this? Because obviously I don't have Fight Pass. Is it on DSTV? Or you do have Fight Pass. Because I have Fight Pass. Uh, I'll give you my login details. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Simple. That's sorted out immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'll send them to you after this, and then you can watch all. And then there's also all the all, fight pass. It's got all the old fights. Got watch party. It's oh wow. Yeah, it's your education station. Um, Check if it has an Apple TV app. Must have. Yeah, yeah. It sh- it will. It will. I'll, I'll, you can you can uh, navigate your way through it later. But yes. wrapping the sports up. What's been raging, you my friend? Outrageous. Damn, I hate it. <laughs> yes, it's almost like you know when I'm going to ask you as well. Eh? It's crazy. <laughs> I felt it coming. Nice, it nice. Coming. nice. Okay, bro. Spot me a number there. Three. Jeez, okay. Going early. Four chord structures. Oh, my. Just stop this conversation. <laughs> this instant, I don't want to hear about it because I love my four chord structures. <laughs> Hit me with it. I will listen and I will give you the next 60 seconds uninterrupted. Like, like, see now, like the thing that annoys me about the four core structures is that it's easy. It's the yeah? four core structure. Is that what you just said? It's easy. It's like the one, yeah. five, four, six thing. Mm-hmm. Right? You go C, G, what's this, A minor, F, or you go five, four, six, uh, five, six, four, one, fuck, I don't know, C. I don't know if I don't understand that whole. Um, that's one thing that I always see is. You know, it's the one six four structure where Rick Beato always mentions the one four. Yeah. What does that mean? Can you explain it to me in a way that I could understand? Well, as a um, guitarist, <laughs> as as a non guitarist, let me see if I can. <laughs> and this is me being a guitarist. I don't know what the fuck this means. That what you know, which is great because if I make that kind of music, I did it unintentionally. Okay, this, this, um, I have no idea, but that's how they name it. And that's just the way it's basically is listed as a progression within uh, a scale. So it's like the, I would think if it's a, if it's say now a G major scale, mm-hmm. then like the, the arrangement would be like, what's it? Four, one, five, six or something. You know, so doing mm-hmm. whatever you know, it's it's it's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's the it's the that sounded um, like Usher. Yeah, it, it's like dun, it's dun, the dun, um, yeah, yeah. Like a journey thing, bro. Don't stop believing. That shit. It's everywhere. It's easy. That, and it's like it's and recognizable it's and catchy. it's tasteful. But it's catchy. It is catchy. And you know, it's catchy. So what's so the point of listening to not catchy music? <laughs> no, I'm not joking. Because it's catchy and people know that it's catchy and people know what makes it catchy, then if you want to write a catchy song, you do that. True. You know, so it's almost like the 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 sellout progression is what I'm gonna call it from now. It's the sellout progression. Don't shoot me. Ooh, that's deep. That's deep. No. I mean like um, there's a th- there's a three chord theory which I know a band mm. 
the friend of mine's band used to be called Three Chord Theory. Mm-hmm. But there's like the old, you know, like the classic rock and roll is like three chords, you know. So it's basic three chords, you just clap that the whole way through. But this four chord thing, you fucking hear it everywhere. And also what goes with it is is um saying tonight between the four and the one. You know, it's yeah. like you look wonderful tonight. Tonight. Everybody dun, does that because dun, it's like a dun, huge thing. Dun, Yes. And there's another thing. I can't remember who it is, but there's this guy who wrote, you uh, made a video on YouTube about um, stuff that makes popular songs popular. And the one was the four chord progression. Mm-hmm. The other one was the word tonight, just mm-hmm. before, like, a lead, like is leading into and like, all a right. The, he didn't mention that, but the other no, thing I'm that joking. he mentioned was like the, um, the hipster um, uh, uh, chanting, you know, like, Whoa, whoa, mm. like that kind of thing mm-hmm. that he, those are the three things that i remember from that video and like i hear it all the time and it drives me freaking bananas so it's like bananas yeah so it's like you know you need to yeah, come no, up with something it. interesting and that's possibly why gent is a bit more interesting to metalcore because mm-hmm. it's, it's all just, like uh, yeah it's a whole bunch of different arrangements together yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not really that into gent, but mm. like I listen to it and go like, I'm trying to figure it out. But when I hear this stuff, it's like okay, I know exactly what they're doing. Skip. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and the no, other no, thing tell was me the waltz. The waltz. Yeah, Is that a know, four like the, chord progression? That, it, it's uh, it, that's a um, three uh, three eight, or six eight, or three four. You know, like, dun, 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 no, but now we're talking time signature. Signatures yes. and not progression. But the reason why I brought it up because I was listening to Don Broco oh, in the queue today. That band's been catching my heart, bro. It is, eh? Digging them, man. <laughs> it's seriously cool. I was listening I feel, to I like I dig, I dig their like light-hearted vibe. You know, they yeah. just seem funky. You know. Yeah, and they got like a storyline within their videos. Yeah. But anyways, I was listening to their first album and I was like chatting to Carolyn while I was in the queue. And then the one song came in and was it was like the Goo Goo Dolls version of a Don Broco song. It was like that fucking Oh yeah, uh, okay, I see yeah. So I sent I sent to her a message and I'm gonna I wanna find the message I sent to her and I'll read it to you now quickly. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I went a typical to, um, art message, I'm sure. Wait, 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 wait. It's like uh um this is me complaining that my arms fell off after getting the injection and then that to bring the ambulance and then that, you know, all that stuff. Oh, yeah, we go. <laughs> um, oh, no, a Waltz Don Broco's track. Skip. That was a message that I sent to her. I skipped it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing, dude. Yeah. Dude, um, four chord progressions, bro. It's like, I know why you're doing it. Did you ever see um, the Access of Awesome? Yes, that and four that's exactly chord it. Med- yeah, yeah. When they when they played all those songs just in those same four chords. Yeah, no. Yeah. That's no, exactly I get it. it. I get it. I mean, listen, but there's only so many uh, notes on a fretboard and, and and on a piano, etc. I mean, I understand the the. No, I, I, listen, the I know why it works. I know why it works. And I I like writing shit that is repetitive, because no, repetitive, that's how listeners with- get get you know caught onto the to the songs because it's I repetitive. Reckon- to use a riff like that or a progression mm. like that is early in your career to get as okay. many people to listen to your stuff as possible because it's catchy. Mm. And then later down the line, you know, start writing something proper. Yeah. You know, you know, come up with something OG instead of yeah. like 
let's do that because we know it will work. Listen, I'm not really one to talk anyway because I ain't doing shit right now. I ain't doing <laughs> shit. I don't even have a guitar cable. We had two practices at Ramon's studio and then the COVID third wave hit. I Every single cable I own for guitar equipment is and every single kettle plug, my amp's there, my cab's there, my one guitar's there and I don't have anything to plug in at all i need to go to bothners uh shout out bothners i need to go to bothners and, and get some new new cables to play and oh you got some new stokies no these are the this is the drum thing that i have near me this is oh, okay got yeah but stick. you can use pillows and stuff which is cool well i've got like my mouse pad you know? and i can I tap over here try and I try and do stuff on the that table, sound, but it's that, not that the same. That still, still sounds like you got the chops, bro. <laughs> but it's still it's sounds like you got the kit. chops, bro. We're going to call Andrew, Leary, Marco, and the boys to get a little Verona Waltz action going. It would be nice. It would be nice. It would be rad. But, but anyway. The, this is all. That, this is the only guitar thing of mine that I've got. That's a fender my, pick. Those the yeah. ones that slip out of your uh, hand the minute you start sweating. Yeah, this is the worst yeah. pick in the world, but it oh, looks no, amazing. They're not great. It's green. Then, yeah. um, the one thing I did forget to mention is this, dude. The NBA basketball. champions, the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis Antetokounmpo and the boys got it done in six games against the Phoenix Suns. I forgot to mention that in the sports update. Very uh, cool. Very stoked. I mean, some seriously uh, heart-wrenching scenes. But uh, can't be more happy. Now, every Anton Tecumpo brother has a NBA championship ring, which makes it seem easy, which it is not. There we go. Oh, what's that happening on the screen? I don't know. Um, hang on. Look at that. There we go. Uh, with, with, look at the score. With Giannis got... 50 points in game six 50 points and 14 rebounds it was insane but uh so milwaukee bucks first time champions in 50 years first last uh uh last win i think was 1972 or something to that effect craziness yeah. um so well done to Giannis and the boys his brother uh thanasis is on the team as well but not not as as a focal point. But uh, well done to the dudes. It was seriously cool. There we go. There it is. <laughs> That's awesome. But uh, yeah, you can get rid of that screen. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be super cool to to see what happens next year because now I've been following the NBA properly for two years. Again, obviously, you know, after the long break, now it's it's gotten even worse. It's trade season. So now everybody gets traded to different teams. So you don't know your team next year is going to look completely different. So I'm wow. looking forward to seeing what how that all looks like. But uh, we're going an hour and a half, bro. Uh, Shit. Yeah, I think it's that's I think that's it for a good show. I think so too. It's that's been an excellent show, bro. I had the, <laughs> a blast. Yeah, it was great. I enjoyed myself. Yeah, so dude. I finally sick. spent some time to learn something about the UFC. And yeah, yeah, thank, and I and I really enjoyed the banter. And, yeah, and I really enjoyed the banter, and you you got uh, you got most of the stuff, hundred uh, uh, percent spot on with with your 
um, analysis. So I'm looking forward to more more discussions like this. Um, we are going to rock and roll um, next week. You'll see us. It's not going to be live. So don't forget to like the videos, uh, comment on the videos, because apparently the comments are the thing. That's why we, we've we been uh, a little bit uh, behind on things. It's because everybody's in the live chat and um, nobody's in the comments. So hit us in the, in the comments. Don't forget to like the video. Subscribe to Baba Jesus. We love you lots. Lots of content to come. Uh, connection issue free technical issue free from next week but until then this is papa jesus episode 94 we'll see you next week same time same place maybe not the same time but same place till then we say peace